What it do, beautiful people, my melanated kings and queens. Welcome to It's Just the Conversations. I am your host, Just a Verse. Let's converse. <laughs> yeah, I love it when you talk, baby. You feel smooth like butter. Coco. This is just a conversation. Don't be bothered to my mood and my This week, it's just a queen combo. I sit with two of my favorite sisters to talk about how it feels to be us. Our walk is different, and it's time we speak truth and love. In part one of this two-part combo, we will talk about the black woman over-sexualized and undervalued, the stigma of the angry black woman, and so much more. The way you talk lately ain't so crazy, maybe that's because both of us are sedated. First class, different plane of existence, everything you think is not so innovative. Underrated, but we gon' make it, just like the world, that's why they hate us. No need board, but we the greatest, why do you think they imitate us? We rising up, can't intimidate us. So this week's conversation, we're sitting down with two former guests, Cheryl and Yardley, a.k.a. Yaya. If you don't know who they are, then I need you to go back to season one and listen to episode two and three to get to know these ladies a little bit better. But welcome, ladies. See, you're going to get an applause. Thank you. Pew, 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 pew. So, we all just woke up from a nap. Good naps. Good naps. We've had times to, time to clear the cobwebs out of our brains and sit down and have a little girl talk, little queen talk. Because we ain't girls in here. We queens. You feel me? <laughs> Period. You better know it. Period. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> what I wanted to talk to you ladies about, um, I'm going to give you the background of why this conversation came up. So... Our dear sister, Yardley, she loves uh, Clubhouse. I do. That's that's her hangout spot. I love Clubhouse. Nah, you don't understand what I'm saying. I like it. I like Clubhouse. Let me rephrase. No, I love Clubhouse. I don't just like it. I love Clubhouse. Well, it is absolutely crazy how much Yardley loves it more than the average human being. You know what I'm saying? I think she keeps them going. For sure. Okay. Anyway, so... I think they love my commentary. And I believe it. I really do believe it. <laughs> so anyway, I am in my room, and Yardley is out the door, and she's having a conversation, and I hear her going in. And the basis of the conversation that I was hearing was something to the effect of um, Black women being over-sexualized and... When a black woman tells <clears throat> what her fantasies may be, um, even with her husband, that she is um, looked at as a hoe and all types of other stuff. So I asked her to kind of keep a pin in that one because I want to sit down and talk about it um, because we do deal with that. We deal with that a lot. So <clears throat> I'm going to kick this off with you, Yardley. Um, tell us a little bit more about that conversation so we can kind of just converse about it. Okay. 
to give a little context, I I, I think I, I believe we were talking about matter of fact, I remember my question. If your woman comes to you and tells you about her fantasy, how would you react? And you know, with throughout the conversation it got me wondering, I'm like, wow, you guys get to call in women hoes in any situation, whether she's not in a relationship or in a relationship, somehow she is a hoe. And so I asked the question, if your woman comes to you and says, <laughs> it got me thinking, flashbacks, but if, <laughs> flashbacks cause the responses were crazy. But if your woman comes to you and, and say, if y'all are married, right. And your woman comes to you and says, hey, I've been I've been having these thoughts or whatever. And it's just been like, you know, it's just a fantasy. I'm not saying we have to act on it, but it's just a fantasy. I fantasize about having sex with two men at the same time and being the center of attention and being pleased and all this good stuff by two men. And most of the responses from the guys were, oh, my gosh, she's a hoe. She's this. She's that. I'm like, what? And like, this is something that she's telling her significant other, her husband yeah, is the example husband, you gave. So. Yes, because we were talking about married people. Because in the conversation, it's a, like it's a it's a mixture of single people, married people, relationships, mm-hmm. fiancés, like uh, situationships. Everybody mm-hmm. got some different situations going on. So <clears throat> the context was really about two people that are in a relationship or in something solid, and they're talking about their fantasies. Um, so why is it an issue when, okay, you, you see a woman out in the streets and this was a previous conversation where it was like, okay, why don't other women talk to other women about what they have on in the streets? Mm. And, and that just went on and on and on. And so my point of view is just like, yo, if she's single and she's out here wearing whatever, um, she wants and doing whatever she wants, she's a hoe. I'll give you that. But when she's in a relationship and she's talking to her partner about, you know, her sexual fantasies, she's still a hoe. Like damned if you do and damned if you don't. And so it was just like that conversation grew from there. And um, it was just so interesting. But the consensus from the guys. Here's the first question. How are the women responding to this? The women were responding like okay it's not that serious because it's just a fantasy and of course guys were like well if you're if your man came to you and asked you to peg him <laughs> oh wow we just gonna go <laughs> listen <clears throat> and it just it just got so it deep. may be a conversation but that doesn't <sighs> okay we were focused on listen this is just a fantasy we're not saying it has to we have it has to, to act take on place. it it's just something you you expressing yeah how you feel too so cheryl you were married hmm. when you were married i'm not gonna go into detail about your bedroom or nothing like that <laughs> say that type of party but when you were married did you feel um like you were comfortable enough or free enough to be able to say like, what do you think about that being someone who, you know, you were in a marriage? Well, I guess for me, I can only speak from my experience, of course, but for me, um, I felt comfortable enough to say whatever it is was on my mind. Um, that's just not a fantasy that I had 
with my husband. Like I didn't want to share him with anybody else. But um, you know, I felt comfortable enough to say whatever kinkiness, whatever, whatever. I mean, I think we were both on like we had both sexual high drive. Like right. it was high. So right. it's not that was never a thing. So um yeah, like that's crazy if I I couldn't be able to say something and I oh you're that's disgusting. You're a hoe. Like what? <laughs> because to me that would like, make me want to be like, nah, I ain't doing nothing then. <laughs> Right. But now, now all of a sudden, I'm no fun in the bed. <laughs> so you got to cheat, and I need to understand that. It, it's to me, it feels like a catch twenty two type of situation. Like women are sexualized, we know that, but black women especially. Um, and I think it 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 goes back to our childhoods. I saw a post one time where the young lady was like, my husband will never change my daughter's diaper. Yeah. And it's like... Like, why? Right. First of all... <clears throat> that's her dad. That's her dad. Okay. Um, and if you suspect that your, your child's father's capable of something like this, right. why did you have a kid with him? That's my whole thing off top. Exactly. But we're taught from... The responsibility is often placed on the girls in terms of sexuality. And we instill certain things in girls and then we instill certain things in in boys. And then this is the result of it. So when I was touching on this conversation a little bit with Cheryl, I was saying the beauty about this conversation is that she has a daughter, I have a son, and you have no children, right? Mm -hmm. So we have three different women perspectives on on stuff like this but in my mind it is my it is cheryl's job to teach her daughter how to carry herself determine what respectable is in their eyes because that right there is subjective right. you know so determine what is respectable in their eyes and hold her to the standard of always carrying herself in a respectable manner but I think where we drop the ball is my job is to teach my son that I don't care if she's standing in front of you butt booky naked down there dropping it low with all her body yaddy. Mm-hmm. You don't touch unless you're invited to touch. Talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And I think because as we're younger, we're taught you need to carry your certain your, yourself a certain way when you're around these men. And I'm not saying to dismiss this lesson. Right, right. But at the same time, for me, it's like, why aren't we teaching them how to behave around women, Correct. around girls? Why does it have to be fully on our shoulders? And then the moment we don't live up to what your definition of respectable is right. now we're all types of hoes and we're all types of this and there's some type of invitation that we provided to have someone violate us right. right even to me even looking at me with the whole bedroom eyes bs that right there is a violation right. i don't want to feel like you picturing me anything i don't want to feel that right and 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 to to your point i want to i want to highlight something we tend to always talk about the girls that, you know, 
wear revealing clothes. <clears throat> this happens to women that are fully clothed all mm -hmm. the time. Okay. A lot of us that don't choose to wear or, or present ourselves like this in the public get treated like a piece of meat on a daily. Like I, I could, t I could attest to this because when being from Georgia, going to the gas station, that, that right QT there is, the spot, is a field trip for me. <laughs> it's an adventure every time. How many times have you pulled off out of the drive? Uh, you, you go to a whole nother gas station because you already know what that it's energy about is about mm -hmm. to happen. And it's not to say that they're going to attack you on some crazy shit, but the energy, you already know how it is and it feels uncomfortable. And it's, it saddens me because I don't, <laughs> I don't know the experiences of any other women, but as a black woman, seeing black men treat us like that, it doesn't make me feel good. Right. It's not comfortable. It's not sexy to be approached in such a, a such an aggressive way mm -hmm. in disrespectful manner. <laughs> It's never comfortable. And then looked at as less than when you don't respond the way that they feel you should respond. I like, you know what? Uh, we got that a lot growing up. Like the scenario of the gas station, you get out, you know, you had a, a fun night out, whatever. You going into the uh, corner store or whatever. And who's just trying to holler. And because you don't respond, how they want you to you a hoe you this you that right. i mean it's really do you remember really the ihop oh my goodness we went to I'm the ihop your face all wet. Yep. Like, what? yep we went to the ihop one night after i think we were supposed to go out and we didn't end up going out or maybe we went for a second and came back i'm not sure but whatever it was <clears throat> we went to the ihop um close to where i was staying and it's three of us and we're sitting there minding our business. It's me. Sharon is next to me. Cheryl is across from me and it's a booth. And these guys come in and they're in the table right behind Cheryl. One of them decides to take it upon himself to get up and sit in the seat next to in Cheryl. And it's Cheryl being Cheryl. Um, no, Cheryl being Aunt Lily. <laughs> um, who are you? <laughs> That's my mama all day. Uh, who is this? Who are you? I didn't invite you to sit down. And that's how Cheryl talks. She ain't about to get riled up. She's gonna, so they immediately took that as her being condescending. And it blew up into this thing because once she gets started, then Sharon gonna get started. I don't know if it's a Libra thing. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just sitting here like, bruh. How about we all just chill out? Because I'm really not trying to go to jail tonight. That's not my goal for this evening. Right. To be going to jail. That. I, I, <laughs> prob I likely did. Like, I'm not trying to do this. This right. is not the move. You know what I'm saying? Um, but they got, they were so furious because his whole thing was because he thought she was beautiful. That should excuse the fact that he just came and disrupted our whole space. That's irritating. 
That we weren't so in there loud and being whatever. We were sitting out there because you gotta remember, we come from West Indian Seven Day Adventist home. Right, ain't no getting loud <laughs> and crazy out in public. We right. just don't do that because right. when you leave the home, remember who you belong to. Okay, you are a child of God. Okay, you better understand this. Okay, and then on number two, remember whose name. Okay, that family name is everything. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't carry ourselves crazy when we were out. So it wasn't a crazy situation. And it got to the point where they're talking about calling their friends to come and fight us. And then the famous line, Cheryl. No, smacking your face all wet you. I was like, wet me. Wet me? Why would you want to wet me? That's exactly <laughs> what she said. Why would you want to wet me? <laughs> Like, what? I mean, he was talking about shooting me. You know, like, <laughs> like what? What like, the but, hell? But it's... Yeah, it went that far. It's just like, I just didn't ask you to come sit down next to me. Like, why are you doing that? I'm you in my space. Ugh. It was, it was, it was so disrespectful. And I'm just like, how did it get here? But it's because, well, first of all, we teach our children, we teach our girls that they are this prize to be won. Mm. We teach our boys that girls are to be conquered. So because of that whole thing, it, it, it builds a foundation, I think, to set this up especially when they become callous because guys are usually the ones to pursue. So being that guys are the ones that that's why they always ask who takes rejection better guys or girls. Right. Yeah. Y'all take it because y'all got it. Y'all take it so much more because y'all are usually the ones that's going after the situation. Right. So if we come out of ourselves and go and try to approach a dude right. and he, we going to cry in the car because right. it's like, dad, that took <laughs> everything in right. me to go. But y'all used to getting shot down because y'all got to keep trying until somebody whatever but it's like <clears throat> it just it, it builds this world that we're in where we don't have a right to be ourselves and express ourselves and you know I can't go and sit on my dad's like I don't give a damn I'm 41 years old if I want to sit on my daddy lap I'm finna sit on my daddy lap and can't nobody do nothing about it you know what I'm saying I didn't grow up to where my mom felt that way because my dad wasn't trying to do nothing you know what I'm saying and what are you what are you playing with right. but we're put in a position where make sure you put this on because your uncle's coming over. Make sure. But y'all want to keep it secret that these things are happening instead of putting them on blast so that they understand that there's consequences to their actions. You tell your girls to dress. Yeah. We gotta be, we gotta constantly be in the state of, Oh, watch out. Cause somebody gonna get you. Somebody gonna touch you. Uh, just just be like this and it's just like yo you we live in a generation where women are are pa- a, a lot more powerful than they've ever been before Agreed. so you're not gonna you just disrespect women and think they're just gonna be like real timid and not talk back like defend themselves it's not that time anymore, especially when it's our people that are like right. being like that towards us. It's not it's not gonna be that easy. Right. And you're gonna constantly hear about situations where a woman gets attacked by two men and they fucking 
chew her eye uh, out mm-hmm. or whatever the hell. Like, what kind of crazy yeah. shit are you on? Yeah. And where were the other brothers to stop this Negro? That's that's what kills me. There's no way. How how can you sit there? This and woman is screaming for her this. life. She's running away from this animal. <laughs> okay. And it's and y'all might get a little triggered because I said animal, but that's some but animalistic that's some ass anima- shit. Right. Like it fuck is. that. It is when you go and you bite somebody like, like that. Hell? Who else does that? Who else does that? Humans don't be doing that shit. What are you on? And it's crazy because of how I I thought it was going to get a bigger reaction from the public than what I saw a couple of shares. It was a wave. It was a quick, yeah. And it's like, things like this happen. You're in danger of things like this. You guys don't know how to hear no and be okay especially not now right especially when they feel like these days it's a thing of well i have money so you should want me and that's just what it i don't care how much i get if i can't afford it myself right i'm good on it and we've come to in this era where like you get these this group of women that are with the transactional stuff I was actually just talking about this yesterday on Clubhouse, like Joe <laughs> Budden says, the chatty house, right? That this one young lady came into this room and she was talking about how she's she she was just she just made this uh, uh, cash app room to just bless somebody because it's single mothers in the chat and this that and the third, right? And um, she said there was this other cash app room where this it, it was ran by a, a a group of women in. In chat, in chat, what is it called? I'm sorry, Clubhouse. I'm about to call it Chatty Chat House. <laughs> Clubhouse. If you're a moderator, that means you run the mm-hmm. room. You can kick people out and all this good stuff or whatever. When people get that little green bean, they just get to feeling like real powerful, right? Especially when the room gets to having a whole bunch of people listening. Oh, so Lord. you already know they're getting a power trip off this. So these group of women and... Sad to say, they are the ones that are selling sex on the internet mm. with the titties in the picture and the ass in the picture, all the provocative shit you already know. Mm. And they're like berating guys, talking about some, you ain't shit if you ain't gonna cash app us. And then the names of the the rooms are like, uh, what's it called? Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was so shocked. And it's like, damn, man, like on both ends, it just feels like there's just this big disconnect. And then you got the good people that are just seeing this shit and trying to get y'all to wake up and realize like, Hey, we don't need to. Those people. Like how, how do you figure like all people are the same? We are not. Right. We're not the same. Right. I can't say man that I've met is the same. Um, they might have similar similar things or ways about them, but because I'm, I'm attracted to a certain type of man. Right. <laughs> but, they, I mean, they are still different. They're different individuals. Right. One might like, you know, it's just, it's, all sexual like we're talking about sexuality and how you know men men react to women 
Um, one might like, you know, missionary. The other one might like doggy style. They might do that all the time. And if you get them out of character, this it don't work right. But, you know, I mean, men are different. And we need to see that. Right. I just know growing up, there were a lot of young men that just didn't know how to respect women mm-hmm. or, or, you know, respect the fact that, I'm not dissing you. I'm just saying you're not for me. Right. We not do this to where you're being disrespectful. Like, you know, you know, they didn't know how to take rejection. So, but I don't know. I think it's all crazy to feel like all women are the same. And there's things that we can't help. Like you mentioned, you know, I may put on something and be look totally different from, you know, Shanika, you know, Shanika looked look a certain kind of way. Like her frame is is built way differently from mine. And we put on the same outfit. We're not going to look the same. Right. And, you know, but does that make me someone who is a hoe? Right. No. Get to know somebody in their ways before you just start shooting out accusations. I remember we yeah. sang we sang at a church, and I'm not even gonna name what it was, but if they were there, then they know. <laughs> but we all one of the slimmer singers picked out the dress that we were to wear to this event that we were singing, and it was like a sweater dress, so you know that kind of cling. Ain't no kind of to it. That that thing clean, yeah, right? It, it hugs your body. It mm-hmm. hugs your body. It give you a warm. Yeah, hug. you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Um, and when we got it, all of us looked amazing in it. All of us. But the way that I was talked about, the way that another beautifully locked queen friend of mine was talked about was totally different than the way that one of the, the slimmer one and a couple of the others were talked about and were looked at. Same exact outfit. She literally went in there. We gave her the money. She went on the site and she ordered the same thing in different sizes. What am I supposed to do? Cut my hips and my ass off. I'm supposed to tape it down. If you're going to be upset, be upset at all of us. If you're going to feel a way, feel a way about all of us. You can't watch. It weren't, they weren't even different colors. They were all the same color. The word that got back to me on how, you know, and again, nothing was insulting in terms of anyone looked bad because everyone looked nice in it. But it's like, anybody who know me, no, people don't, you don't just get my cookies. No, 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 no. That's not a, th- I've, I've never been, no diss to any hoes out there. Shout out to the hoes. Do what you do. Live your life. Get it how you live. You feel what I'm saying? But as for me and my cookies, it don't work like that. Yet you still want to paint me as this, you know what I'm saying? And that's because my bottom half is bigger. The booty nice. Y'all two got breast issues. And I say breast issues because I'm sure we could wear the same top and walk into the same whatever and there's going to be a different reaction. 
Now, all of a sudden, you're showing cleavage and you're trying to get the attention of a man and this, that, and the other just because of the way you were built. And no one has... I very rarely hear of whatever conversations where we sit down with these guys. Like, you'll see it maybe in an episode of a TV show, a corny TV show. (laughs) But nothing real where you really sitting down and being like, bruh... That's not cool. Or like when celebrities like to come out and and talk about how female celebrities are behaving out here and dating this person and dating that person. But you don't ever talk about how that 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 football player or that rapper behaved and yo, I remember one of the guys from Ray Shimmered, like the oh no flex zone mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. one of the one of the guys beat the hell out of his pregnant girlfriend. Nobody said anything. But God forbid Lori Harvey gets a new boyfriend. And that that annoys me because all these people complaining, you're not you're not about to tell me that you've only had one boyfriend your whole life. <laughs> I'm like, why are y'all and so I worried? guarantee you, and you know it's a thing because they have memes about it. Y'all remember that meme where it was like, um, all the guys I date are different, and it's like a whole bunch of different Colas, mm-hmm. Coke, Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. It's like a picture of the same. It's cola, but it's just different. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all have a thing. You know me. It's going to be somebody dealing with music in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just what works for me. So, I can date a bunch of people that all play instruments or all sing or whatever, and I'm dating. Mm-hmm. But this young lady, because it's a celebrity, all of a sudden she's a hoe. Yeah. But Future's not. Yeah. Future done impregnated everybody. Right. Wayne impregnated all the dope chicks of his time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different guys that... And it, and to be honest, do what you want to do with the babies, whatever. What I'm saying is in terms of having, um, dating different people and all that, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, how else are you going to find who it is that you trying to rock with forever mentality of people though because they really not trying to get to know they really just trying to see what you're working with <laughs> and that's that's the saddest thing that's a yeah, sad thing because then you want to then you want to talk about you know all during february you want to talk about our kings and all this type of stuff well <sighs> and then you sitting up here trashing a woman it's like <clears throat> Black women, man, we we put up with a lot of bullshit. We do. We do. We put up with a lot of bullshit, and it's not right. And I just feel like we just need to keep like speaking out about that shit, whether it's like violence from from our own, violence from the others, violence, like just violence overall. Like that shit is not cool. Just to be demeaning to us, it's not okay. We deal with a lot, sexually and otherwise. Um, that's why I, I maintain. I told y'all this. I got into a situation at my job, and I don't have a reputation at all for being anything but nice to the point where people are constantly telling me, you should be a motivational speaker. You're so nice. You're so da 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 da, da. And another person decided they were going to lie on my name. And they took the word of this other person. And when I say 
y'all are painting me out to be the angry black woman and I don't like it. I'm told, well, you know, my people are Mexican and they go through stuff too. No, 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 no. What you will not do is sit there and try to equate. You will never be able to equate the plight of a black woman to any of this. I'm not saying you don't go. I don't care. That's you. But what I am saying is this. What we go through is different. When we, when, when people look at us, they see sexual creatures. They see angry creatures. Notice how I said creatures with both of them. They don't see us as black women. Right. Not even, I'm not even asking you to see me as a queen at first. Can you just see me as a woman, a black woman? But we're put into this, they they label us whatever it is that they feel they want to label us as and expect that we're just going to conform to that. And that's the reason why, you know, I like having conversations like this. I like talking about stuff like this because it's like, if nothing else, yo, we see what you're doing. Outsiders, we see what you're doing and insiders, we see the effect that you're allowing them to have. Because they don't disrespect their own like that, the way that you disrespect us. I was so just talking about this because y'all's got these one, y'all's got that one. Black people acting like it's still uh, slavery. Get over it. Blah, blah, blah. It's not even the same anymore. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And then you'll hear that person say it after we all done expressed our stories and our experiences. And you get that one motherfucker that want to come around and talk about some. I don't even think what you said is even racist. That's just not their reality. And I, you know, I. I ask you to go out there and live life a little bit more because you haven't experienced that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Black women got a heavy, got a heavy load, load of racism and all that patriarchy. Like it's just a lot to bear. And then like, even last night, oh my gosh, since we're like free balling it and all, <laughs> and we're going with the wind because this is the essence of black women. Uh, I love it. We were talking about, can are um are you an alpha woman and you get a whole bunch of men that's coming up and saying there's no such thing as alpha women you can't be an alpha woman uh, blah 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 and i'm just like why not <laughs> like why the hell not like you have a lot of women that are in leadership now that are very powerful, mm -hmm. not masculine because y'all love to equate alpha with masculine. masculine. Right. Right. Because there were, there are felines, mm -hmm. females in the animal kingdom that are alphas in their pack. So if y'all want to go down that rabbit hole, we can. So when it comes to human beings, if you can have alpha men, you can definitely have alpha females. Mm -hmm. You can have alpha women. And it's like, yo, you got you got so many women that are like in, in high positions like yourself. And it's like you you have to be in a and you have to constantly be in authority to a, a, a lot of people. <laughs> and so like you, you, you run a lot of people, you boss around a lot of people. So 
when you come home to your man, you don't want to be an alpha female. And that's a, that's what a lot of women were saying because it, a lot of, again, a lot of women are in leadership mm-hmm. and powerful positions. They're entrepreneurs. They're constantly having to run things and run the show. And then you have some single mothers and, and single women mm-hmm. that don't have children that are in leadership and, and, want to feel like a beta when they come home because there is an alpha there yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like you have women that were like yeah i'm an alpha but when i'm home i'm a beta for Mm -hmm. my husband i have to be a beta to let him be the man of the house to let him be the alpha male and she wants that Mm -hmm. it's a choice of hers right it's a choice of ours, and I feel like y'all got to understand that it got to be a choice of ours and, and appreciate that it is a choice of ours. Appreciate that we don't want to be in the household running everything, running the show. To be honest, you're right. From As far as me personally, I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't want to decide anything. There are times I don't want to decide anything <laughs> when I clock out. Especially when I have those weeks where it's constant meetings. There are constantly people not doing what they're supposed to do. I got to be writing people up. I got to talk to people. I got to do all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? When I when I want to shut down. Yeah. You know, I, I want you to decide what it is that we're doing. And right. I want you to decide that. And it has nothing to do with me. Um, for me, it's not even a matter. For me, it's selfish. And selfish has a bad connotation and it's not necessarily bad for me. It's selfish because for my mental health, in order for me to be the strong 100% person that I need to be, I need to be able to step back sometimes. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. You know? Right. And, um, it's like, they were all talking about it. And one thing that I just kept in my mind, I was like, wow. So I went to school for business, music business. And one thing that I learned about leadership is, you know, a leader, also knows when to follow. Yep. And you had women that were in the in on the stage that were talking like, yeah, like my husband essentially handles a lot of things in the household. However, like he comes to me, asks me for advice. I'm good with money, so nine times out of ten, I'm handling the finances. So. I'm just like, man, this, that's a beautiful dynamic. And you got people that aren't, that's just not listening to them. And, and they're saying, yes, I'm an alpha female. I'm an alpha woman, but at home I am a beta. And I want it that way. I like it that way. It gotta be that way because I don't always want to, I want to be in my full femininity at home. And that's all they were saying. And you got a whole bunch of men talking about something. You can't be an alpha female. There's no such thing. You can exhibit the traits. Birds are like ridiculous. Just can't throw people in a box. Like just because I call myself this doesn't mean all the things that you think it is. Like you got to listen. I don't waste time talking to people like that because they only see things one way and they're, they're posing. <laughs> you can't, you can't make them understand anything. So, and but. it's a lot of it's a lot of black men now that are are fighting really hard for their masculinity. It, it it's it's this tug, and you can clearly see it because the relationship of the 
straight black man and the homosexual community in the black in the black community isn't there it's not the best and it's like this pink elephant in the room that people really don't want to talk about and on one hand i understand the lgbt community because men at the end of the day they're human beings and they want equal rights we get that but when we're talking about how straight black men feel it's like they've they, the history of the I don't want uh what's the word the demasculinization did I say that right <laughs> when they were raping yes them. yes from the history of just the stripping of the black the the masculinization of the black man has been very very ugly and you constantly hear this from black men they're trying to blur the lines they're trying to take away our masculinity and so you get just this overwhelming urge to, Ur- to prove it yes. in whatever way they think masculinity yes. looks like and I, I i get that that's where that comes from and especially being that um it is um it's kind of it's 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 thrown in your face kind of like when you know they started doing the interracial thing on TV, then all of a sudden every episode has an interracial couple somewhere. So now every episode has a gay person. I'm I don't I don't care either way, one way or another when it comes to that. But I would imagine that they feel like it's being forced on them. Right. You know? But the thing is that it comes from it comes from all of those things that you talk about, uh especially with them using uh, slave owners and slave traders using that as a way to break them, you know, raping our black men in front of us and stuff like that. So you're, they're trying to run from that image as, as fast as they can. Now it's to a point where we have to, and that's where we start telling them, you know, telling the little boys, you're the man of the house, boys don't cry and all those types of things, creating these, these boys into young men that feel like they have to be, tough and violent in order to be a man and I have to beat my chest all the time we have to now come to a point where we get men to feel comfortable within themselves we do a lot of this self love when it comes to women but black men need self love as well they need to take care of themselves as well because those that are fully fully comfortable within themselves they don't really care if you're gay or not whatever the case may be you do you you know um but that's something that we have to con- consciously do. We have to consciously do what we can to help guide them into learning to love themselves. They mistake, I have money and I know how to dress well with, I love myself. Right. Right. And there is a huge, you know what I'm saying? That that right there is a mask. But I, th- I feel like if it applies to anybody else, it has to apply to them, too. If you're sitting there bullying somebody else, what do we always say? The bully, you know, there's something missing with the bully. They're right. insecure. There's right. something that's missing in the bully that's causing them to want to hide whatever that shortcoming is by bullying someone else. Right. Well, when I go to the gas station and I can't go inside and get something to drink and come back and tell you no nicely, right. no thank you. Without you calling me what you're a bully now. Yeah. Yeah. And I always I mean, 
I think for the most part, kind words turn away wrath. But in that situation, or in those situations where those things happen, it just didn't work out like that. I'm it like, didn't. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I mean, it's not like I'm being nasty with you. Like, I'm just saying no thank you. Right. Like, I mean, who taught these brothers this? Like, wow. and it's not even. No one's. I, I I got that as I grew older. It's like what? it hasn't stopped. What? You would think like, and I feel like it's like a that? rabbit hole. Like, because mm-hmm. when you keep thinking about it, and it's just like this. That that that's why I cry for my people because it's so sad what they did to the the slaves in America. Mm-hmm. The the man the mental. <laughs> The mental part of it mm-hmm. is 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 deeply intertwined because even though we're not sl- on the cotton field picking cotton, getting beat and hung, but they they, they Reagan still took the fathers out the house. Mm-hmm. He did that. Mm-hmm. He did that, and he ought to be blamed for that flat out. Yeah. They flooded the neighborhoods with drugs. Mm-hmm. They bombed our homes. They they keep destroying our our fucking communities in our faces. Yeah. And we're in and we're arguing back and forth, and it hurts me because I'm just like, man, I don't hate black men. I love I black love men. My black men. I love. I, I cannot just need imagine. them to do better yes. on a whole because again. There are differences. There are good black men out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And but it's kinda it's kinda like how we do with the police, where okay, there's a lot of good police officers out there. Yay, right? But those that come and do they weird stuff, it's like they make everybody else look right. bad. So there are plenty of black men that are still in their homes with their children. There are plenty of black men yes. who fight for their children when they're not in the home. There are plenty of black men who do what they're supposed to do, who know how to treat women well, who know mm-hmm. how to, you know what I'm saying? Who mm-hmm. know who knows how to carry themselves in a way. I don't care if you work in that Burger King on the street, whatever. There yeah. are men who know how to be those solid men that we talk about Mm -hmm. but unfortunately that group that hangs out at the gas station making all of y'all look crazy right (laughs) and y'all can't walk by them and just be like oh that's that young nigga shit you can't do that you have to you have to be the ones to talk to them and let them know there's another way for you to do this right Remember, you can find It's Just a Conversations and so much more at MelanatedVersus.com. Also, follow me on social media platforms at MelanatedVersus. Conversation. Really about a different one of every nation. It's just a conversation.